something to say. Hello everybody, how are you doing? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. How's everybody doing? Hope you're having a decent time. This isn't an episode I had actually planned on doing. This isn't something that I, well, I knew eventually I would end up talking about this, but I thought it would be part of a themed Pride Month episode or something. I didn't expect to do it today, and I didn't think about I was going to do it today until, well, Spending a lot of time online with this ridiculous crap about Burton Ernie and why it matters to some people. Because that, that's the thing that got me. Like, I don't... Okay, if you don't know, I'm not even going to get into all the details. There was an article written by one of the dudes that helped create Sesame Street, said that Burton Ernie were gay. Frank Oz said, no, I voiced one of those characters. They're not. Blah, blah, blah. I, I don't care. That's not what I want to talk about. That's probably what a lot of people will talk about because that's the juicy thing. That's, you know, two people that worked on the same project saw it in two completely different ways. Ooh, drama. I, I don't care. I, I really don't care because this isn't about what is true or not, canon or not, however you want to phrase it. That That's not what this is. That's not what this is about. None of that matters to me because... What ended up happening in course of this discussion was Frank Oz saying something that I'm pretty sure he thought was the liberal open-minded thing to say. And it, I don't want to be picking on Frank Oz, but I heard this echoed in a lot of places and from a lot of people I didn't expect to echo it. So just, just to quote him, Frank Oz tweeted... It seems Mr. Mark Saltzman was asked if Bert and Ernie are gay. It's fine if he feels that they are. They're not, of course. Of course. But why that question? Does it really matter? Why the need to define people as only gay? There's much more to a human being than just straightness or gayness. And I... I, I like I said, I don't want to make this an attack on Frank Oz. I, I saw this very sentiment from a lot of people who I think felt that they were being very liberal and open and like, it's whatever you want to believe it is, man. It doesn't really matter. I mean, why be so reductive? And, and I hear this a lot. I, I do LGBT programming at cons and I hear this much more than <laughs> I probably much more than is ever healthy for a human to hear this kind of thing. And mm, it matters. Not, Bert and Ernie, in specific, don't matter all that much. Like, I really... It is... If if Salzman wants to think that they're gay and Oz wants to think that they're not, that's fine. I really don't care. This doesn't... This It doesn't matter. It, it's almost the same philosophical question about Dumbledore being gay. Dumbledore is not gay until he's gay in the text, and so far that's not true, and so far they're telling us that that's not going to be true even in Crimes of Grindelwald, and that enrages me, <laughs> but we'll see after after the movie, we'll see. 
how I feel about that. But it matters whether or not Bert and Ernie is gay because kids need to see themselves in positive role models in children's television. That's why it's important. That's why it was important when Arthur did the episode about the girl with two mommies. That's why it's important that Steven Universe exists and shows a world where gender fluidity and sexuality are not limited, are not mocked, are not looked down at. Nobody has a notion of what means to be a boy or a girl or any of those things. And even when characters are hard-coded, I mean, they're allowed to escape that coding. And I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. That's all episode or series. If you want me to talk about that, let me know. And I'll definitely do that. Because trust me, ask anybody that knows me. I can talk about Steven Universe forever. But it matters because we still live in a world where people are told that they're bad because of innate things inborn within them. And I mean, consider, you know, just beyond sexuality, somebody who's born Hispanic or Latino or black in American society, think about the messages that get sent to them all the time about how they're in, they're criminal and they're bad because of who they were born to be. And that's wrong. And there needs to be a counter narrative presented to that so that kids realize that they are who they are and that it's okay to be who they are. Now, I am not a cisgendered anything, but I was born with light skin, though I'm Irish, which traditionally meant I wasn't white. But I think we just go for skin color now rather than nationality because, I don't know, I haven't really kept up with racists. But, you know, I was assigned male at birth, I have light skin. I, I I can only talk about the way that this actually affects me, and that is, growing up, I didn't see any non-cisgendered people in media. And if I did, because there, there were a few that I can think of, but they were always a joke. It was done for gags. I mean, it was Milton Berle doing drag, or it was, you know, it was a joke. And I didn't grow up with any any LGBT role models. I mean, unless you count Jim J. Bullock, who you kind of had to infer that he was, that Monroe was gay. I mean, the same way that you did Uncle Arthur. And it's because maybe you knew something, heard something about the actor or just the affectation with which they spoke. But, you know, I didn't have representation growing up and a lot of people didn't either. And a lot of people still don't have valid representation for who they are. Because this is something we've been very bad at as a people. And that's why it matters. Not so much whether Bert and Ernie are gay. They're gay, they're brothers, they're whatever you want, to, want them to be. Bert and Ernie are a Rorschach test for you. They're whatever you want to be, want them to be. And I, I don't think it matters what anybody involved in the project says. Because if it's not text, if it's not expressly said in the story, like within Steven Universe, we can talk about two lesbian couples because they are in the text. Pearl loved Rose. We can discuss at great length whether or not Rose ever loved Pearl, but Pearl loved Rose. And we can talk at great length about Garnet because Ruby and Sapphire definitely love each other. 
that's in the text, that's in the show itself, that's something that is present in the world. And I think you can make an argument that the relationship in the seventh book of Harry Potter shows that I felt that Dumbledore was gay because of the description of his relationship with Grindelwald and his relationship with a couple of the other male characters that come to light in that story. But again, it doesn't matter. It was not expressly stated in the text. So it doesn't really matter what I think because Dumbledore becomes a Rorschach test. Now, I can only talk from my own experience. And I often feel like this podcast turns into a confessional for me. And based on some of the responses I get from you wonderful listeners, it, 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 you feel the same way. Um, but, you know, growing up, I didn't see anybody who was not straight, not cisgendered in any of the media that I grew up with in a way that really mattered. Not until, I mean, you could kind of talk about a few of the characters on Golden Girls or a couple of the characters on Designing Women, maybe, where it starts to become more overt. But, you know, the first time I ever saw a character that I identified with at all was Frankenfurter in Rocky Horror. He dressed in women's clothes for some reason. He had a thing for Brad. He had a thing for Rocky. I could understand these things. It was not as clear-cut because, of course, he also had a thing for Janet and what have you. But at that point in my life, I didn't understand bisexuals because I, I just didn't. Anywho, um, I've gotten better. But, you know, Frankenfurter was the first character that I ever had any kind of connection to and became a character that means a lot to me. And then that extends out to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and pretty much every character in that. And then the mainstream movies that start coming out that, you know, I start seeing myself in Albert and the Birdcage and many of the characters from Tu Wong Fu. And finally, I start seeing representations of characters that kind of I can see myself in. And it's important. It was more important, I think, when I was younger because I would have had some role models that weren't interplanetary tyrants from the planet of transsexual Transylvania that might have been better for me growing up. I think it also would have been interesting if I would have had role models that weren't... I mean, I remember the first time I saw RuPaul, and I loved Supermodel of the World. That was such a fun album. I still listen to it today. And I missed the RuPaul show. I don't know if anybody saw the RuPaul show, but that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing that let me experience and see myself for the first time on TV. This is, you know, I'm in my late teens when all this is going on. And it, it, it was a revelation. I remember when Ellen came out and it was such a revelation that, look, there are people like me. And by that time, I had gay friends and I had trans friends. And, you know, it shouldn't have meant so much to me. But I almost wept when I watched Star Trek Discovery and saw that there were gay characters in there. They were gay characters played by gay, gay actors that I liked. And I really fell in love with their relationship. And of course, we know what happened with that. If you don't, go back a couple episodes to Star Trek What Have You Done? Um, talk about that at length back there, and I'm not going to talk about it right now. But it was such an important thing for me because I had loved Star Trek so much and I had loved it for so much of my life to finally see a character that resembled me. Like when I read um, 
the Aftermath books, the Star Wars Aftermath books, and met Sinjir. And there, there are actually, actually several char- gay and trans characters in that series, including a non-binary pirate who can t- is taking over their own section of the galaxy. And I love those stories and kind of want to spin off about that. But yeah, I, I love that. And I got really mad the other day because I was watching somebody say how there's no gay characters in Star Wars. And yes, not in the main media. I mean, Poe may be bisexual, maybe, maybe gay. I don't know. That's a whole issue in and of itself. But at least in the books, I got Sinjir and I love Sinjir and I want more Sinjir and I need more Sinjir. I need the madcap adventures of Sinjir and Mon Mothma. That needs to be a thing. Make that a thing. Make it now. And I'm in my 40s, for goodness sakes, people. Like, this shouldn't have meant as much to me. Like, I've been exposed to queer media for such a long time. And, you know, I have a lot of gay characters that I love. I mean, for goodness sakes, when I read um, Dauntless for the first time, I mean, we just talked about that. That was the book we just did a review of, and we're working on the second book, a review for the second book right now. When I read April Daniels' book for the first time, I had never read a book with a trans character that I related to so strongly like that before. And the relationship was not only the trans nature of the character, but it was a superhero story. And my love of superheroes usually doesn't get to include that part of me. Do you get what I'm saying? Even for someone like me who is immersed in gay culture and you know queer culture and queer media seeing myself reflected in the genres that i love and sometimes even in the franchises that i love it means so much to me still because you want to see someone who looks like you you want to see yourself in your favorite stories i mean that's one of the to me saddest parts of watching infinity war is while i enjoyed it none of those characters were me I I couldn't identify too closely with any of them. Like, in some respects, with the Winter Soldier, because I had some dark times and some issues and was used by some people, and it was a thing. I'm not going to talk about that right now. But um, (laughs) I could kind of identify with him a little bit. But, you know, that, that ability to identify with the characters in the media and in the settings that we love is an important part of participating in them. So... Being able to see some reflection of yourself, be it your ethnicity or your gender, your gender identity, your gender performance, your sexuality, what, whatever it is in media, is, it's empowering because it, it reminds you that you exist. It starts building a cultural dynamic through which you can talk about things. It gives you shorthand that you can talk about things with. Like, so many of my gay friends and I still use references from things like The Birdcage and whatnot because it's an easy way to, like, we, when, when, anytime we talk too much about, you know, um, gender performance, you know, someone will very often say, you know, no, it was perfect. I just didn't realize John Wayne walked like that. You know, which is a, it's, it's a funny joke from The Birdcage. And if you didn't get it, please watch that movie again because it's worth it. But, you know, it gives you that cultural shorthand. It gives you a way to see yourself in someone else. 
and ask those questions in ways you may not have been able to you may not be able to honestly ask them to yourself and being a kid i remember being a kid and feeling so strange because there was no one like me on anything not the shows i watched with my parents the more adult you know i say adult shows you know stuff that was on the big three networks because you know hbo and all those weren't really, i mean they they were up and comers when i was young but they weren't there yet you know but you know i didn't see characters that reminded me of me and so it made me feel more and more like an outcast and that's a terrible thing to do to a child i mean i was fortunate that in high school you know all of the outcasts kind of clumped together and we formed our own little group and we were the freaks and we were all freaks for different reasons, some because we were nerds or geeks or some because of our sexuality or some because of an obscene love for dance. <laughs> I had a couple of friends that were just really into becoming dancers or theater or what have you. And we, we were the people that didn't fit into any of the other groups. And we all kind of coalesced together and formed that support network for each other. And it was helpful, but that didn't happen for me until high school. I want to think that it's better for kids today. You know, I talk to a lot of younger folk, and some of them have had an easier time of it, and some have not. Um, and a couple of people that I've talked to have, who had a worse time with coming out and all of that than I did, and that says a lot. <laughs> but it's still an issue. And so, could you imagine if you were a kid, and there, there was a queer character on, or a queer couple on Sesame Street? How empowering that would have been. Because if you were on Sesame Street, that meant that you were normal. You weren't so much of a freak. You weren't that outcast person that you thought you were. And that society was telling you that you were. And again, I don't care if it was Bert and Ernie or not. I don't care about those characters. I'm not emotionally invested in whether or not Bert and Ernie were brothers or lovers or any of anything. I, I really don't care. It was the sentiment that kept coming up over and over again. What does it matter? What does it matter? Why do we want to reduce people just to their sexuality? And that's not what we want to do. That's not what any of us want to do. But sexuality is a part of who we are, that who we are attracted to, who we make relationships with is part of who we are. And when we don't see people in same-sex relationships in media, in any media, and especially in kids' media, when you're first starting to have those feelings, and you don't see anybody that reminds you of you, you start wondering what's wrong with you when you start having those feelings. When I wasn't having feelings about various girls in school, I panicked and thought something was wrong with me, because not only did I not know that I was gay, I didn't even know there was a thing called gay, because that wasn't a thing in my world. That's why representation matters. That's why it matters if they are or not. And again, I'm not talking about Bert and Ernie in specific. I said, I really don't care because it's not in the text. The only reason, way that that would matter is if 20, 30, 40 years ago, that would have been explicit. <laughs> it wasn't. That's why we're debating it still today. And I just, I just didn't expect for people to not understand why representation matters or at least to just blow it off in using words like that and it was like i said it, i don't want this to sound like i'm just going after frank oz it wasn't just him he was a lot of the comments that i saw were like his that's why i read his 
in particular because it was a good species of them, of, of this type of comet. It does matter. It maybe shouldn't, but especially as long as we live in a world where people are ostracized and condemned for innate traits that there's nothing they can do about, re representation matters more than ever. And if you're one of those people that didn't understand that, I hope that this helps you understand that at least a little bit. If not, in a kind and open way, please let me know what questions you have, because I would love to try to explain this better if I didn't do a good job, because it's such an important thing. It's just, it's so important. Anywho, that's not really what I was going to talk about today. Today I was going to talk about Iron Fist Season 2, but that's not going to happen now. So... We'll do that later. <laughs> There's actually a lot I want to say about Iron Fist Season 2 and some things that I honestly haven't heard other people saying, so I definitely want to say them. So that will probably be tomorrow's episode, so if you haven't finished it, I will say this much. it's I think it's worth getting to the end. I, I do, and I have reasons for that. But we'll talk about that on the next episode unless something else crops up that i feel like i need to address while people are kind of paying attention to the question Alrighty, um if you like this episode and think somebody that you know or some community you're involved in would benefit from it please share it it really does help get the word out and help me spread what i'm doing if the app that you're listening to me in allows you to rate either this episode or the podcast as a whole, please do that. That also really helps out a lot. Um, if you want to support the show, you can either do that through going to the show notes. You'll see a support on Anchor. And if you click that, you can support me at the $1, to 5 or $10 a month level. That really does help out a lot um, with a lot of different things. <laughs> And thank you if you're considering doing that. If you want to support everything I do, including my work, you can sign up on Patreon. I'm C.E. Dorset over there, so it's patreon.com slash C.E. Dorset. You can find links to these and all my other social media over at projectshadow.com. And if you would like to actually leave a voicemail for me, download the Anchor app, follow me on Anchor. You'll be able to give send me a message. They're limited to one minute in duration. That's their rule, not mine, but you'll be able to send me a message, and as long as it's interesting, I will use it in a future episode. So that could be either a comment on what I'm saying, just something you want to comment on and get off your chest, anything. This is our show, and that's a good way for you to participate in it. Until next time, when hopefully we're talking about things that aren't representation, I'm Charlie. Don't forget, have the fun. Bye.